You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of 21 Questions. Welcome to 21 Questions presented by you, for you, on KC Sports Network. I'm Tucker Franklin, hanging out with Matthew Lane of the KC Laboratory on KC Sports Network. Matty, how are you doing, sir? Sid, it's a, it's a great time to be a fan of the back-to-back world champion Kansas City Chiefs huh. answering your guys' questions about your favorite and the best team in the NFL right now. What, what's, what a time. What a time to be alive. It's been two decades. It's been an entire Tucker D. Franklin lifetime since a team has won back-to-back Super Bowls. And here we are. Chiefs fans, get it done. It is quite impressive what they've done, obviously. If you've been listening to the KCS and audio channels by now, you probably have heard that the Kansas City Chiefs have won back-to-back Super Bowls. Uh, Maddie, you have already talked about the game twice on the uh, podcast channels when it comes to the post-game show and the KC Laboratory. Only Weird Games has had a podcast. We had 10 things. Um, now, you can obviously go back in the audio channels, listen to those, watch those on YouTube. We appreciate all of that. Uh, but this one's going to be a little bit different of a podcast, obviously. If you're familiar with us at KC Sports Network, we do 21 questions. We answer questions from our Discord channel, uh, the 21, cha- 21 Questions channel. There we ask for questions. You give us questions and we answer them. So this is a really a, a democratic type of podcast where we ask the people, they create the content for us. It's it's a great it's a great little uh, synergy we got going on here, Maddie. as we got... A, a, a lot of questions and not a ton of questions, truthfully, about the Super Bowl. That's a limited. I haven't looked at them yet. I just kind of asked. That's a little surprising. There's not that many about the Super Bowl, but like, that's good. I like it because, like you said, it's been, it, it's awesome. The Chiefs won. I'm obviously not going to be tired about talking about the Super Bowl, but no. it's been back to back to back to back days, all Super Bowl talk as it should be. But now it's fun to get these questions coming from what the people want to hear. What do you guys want to talk about now that the Chiefs have won the Super Bowl? Like, that's what we want to know. You don't need us to talk about how great Steve Spagnuolo is again or right. Patrick Mahomes is the best player to ever play. Okay, maybe you do. Right. Ask it. Guess what we're talking about? Those things. But until then, let's just let's get this rolling. Yeah, this first question from Neil I think is a great one to start with. He says, uh, so what do we do now? Okay, well, if you're me, you're trying to get ready for the NFL draft. You are um, spent your entire day trying to restore an antique uh, kitchen table. So you've been mm. sanding a table down in your garage for the past like five hours, trying to get through all the nooks and crannies of a very old table and uh, get ready for the NFL draft. But like in the bigger picture going forward, this is a this is a Craig Stout point. You throw the regular season in the trash and just wait until the playoffs start year after year, right? Yeah, but still listen to Casey Sports Network. Still do that. Still listen to us uh, during the regular season. Listen, see how mad I can make Kent with funky games to play during the regular season when it doesn't matter. That's true. We're going to know by like week 13 that none of it matters. The Chiefs will probably be, well, that's not, six and six would be 12. So seven and six. But it doesn't matter because they'll still win the division by the end of the year. Then they'll win the Super Bowl the next year. So I mean, it just it just apparently doesn't matter. But I have, uh, Maddie, I've cracked open the the old Minecraft. I've been playing some Minecraft recently, some dabbling in that. Um, I've got I've got kids flaming me for my builds and in, in survival mode. 
But these kids, Maddie, they only play in creative mode. They're they're scared of they're scared to compete in survival mode. They want to flame my builds in creative in survival. They got nothing on me. I I can build with the best of them in creative, but I don't want to do that. That's too easy. <laughs> it's great because yeah, like uh, Tucker's going at it with like seven year olds, just like just yeah, going at their throat even. because they're. T- they're too afraid to play uh, Minecraft in survival mode and go uh, attack a, an Ender Dragon, I believe is what you've called this thing. Yep. Tucker says, you're seven. You can't do that. Can't do it. They're too scared to compete with the Ender Dragon. Uh, they probably have never even gone to the uh, to the Nether portal. They've probably never made one of those. So uh, <laughs> here we are. Uh, it's the offseason. I don't know if you guys can tell. This uh, is the content. This is, you know, Neil out for this, right? So like, Neil that- did. You can't, you can't be mad because Neil asked for it. Uh, those are the rules. Derek asked us, who do you foresee the Chiefs resetting out of all of the pending free agents? Uh, they got a lot of them, uh, Maddie. but uh, who do you, I guess we'll just hit, hit one that you might uh, see resetting out of the pending guys. I think Legereus Sneed comes back. I find it hard to believe that Legereus Sneed goes out. I think a lot of what the Chiefs were able to do in the playoffs was because not only because they had two or like a quarterback in Trent McDuffie or Legereus Sneed that you felt comfortable kind of got covering guys on an island because they had two of them. You didn't have just one matchup. You could felt comfortable shutting down two opposing offensive weapons. You only really then have to worry about all the tertiary stuff, what guys are getting schemed open and how to attack it. So I think keeping Sneed or bringing him back continues that and it allows Steve Spagnuolo to keep molding the defense, I guess, into the same kind of unit that we saw down the, down the stretch of the playoffs. Yeah, they've got, definitely got a lot of names. Uh, Drew Tranquil being one of them. Mike Edwards, uh, Chris Jones. Obviously, we did that going into this year that it would be a contract year for him. But uh, I do think that Legarius needs a big one for the Chiefs to get re-signed um, and, and bring him back. But I would really like to see Drew Tranquil back. I think that's one guy that I really want to see them uh, bring back in uh, and as a as an unrestricted guy that's going to hit the market. I'll be interested to see his his market value because between PFF, between SpotTrack, all the places that do uh, market forecasting, they don't have him making a ton of money, which seems kind of a little bit of a surprise to me. Uh, and I think it's a very reasonable contract that the Chiefs can do. And obviously him and Nick Bolton work very well together. It's nice having two linebackers that you trust in terms of uh, knowledge and, and, and their mental side of the game. But uh, Drew Tranquil is one of those guys that I would love to see back uh, in Kansas City. But, uh, Maddie, let's move on to the next one. It kind of goes into a little bit more. This is from B. Higgs. He asks, what's the number one thing the Chiefs need to do this offseason for a three-peat? Oh. That's a lot. Do you have one off the top of your head? I think the first thought was adding a wide receiver. An established wide receiver veteran is probably the first thing you got to do. But Patrick Mahomes has showed us that's not necessarily a need. Uh, but I don't want Brett Beach to play this game again with like how how far can we take it right like how far can we can we push the limits on not spending on this position so we can spend elsewhere I don't necessarily think that Brett Beach will push it any further um, but I think that's probably the one thing that if they are able to you know resign I think Le- you mentioned resigning Luxurious Need resigning Drew Tranquil maybe some of these a little lower guys, right, uh, in terms of cost, uh, in terms of those, uh, the the role still very might, sorry, still very big, but cost-wise, maybe not as, as much. They can re-sign those guys, but then add a piece on the offensive side of the ball, a weapon right there with Travis Kelsey declining in age, 
uh, I think that would be a very good step. I think that's probably the biggest one that I'm looking at. Yeah, I think along the same lines, whether it's a receiver or something else, I think offensively they got to come up with something new. And I don't mean like change the entire offense, but every year, you know, the Chiefs have success. A bunch of defenses try to figure out how to stop them. They come back the next year, and it's a learning curve to get back to having a bunch of success. And so going from last year's passing attack with Juju and Travis Kelsey being a little bit healthier or you know looking a little bit fresher on the field, it was this zone-beating, short-to-intermediate passing attack that teams could not control all the space. This year, teams got a little better at controlling the space. The weapons got worse, but the Chiefs tried to win the same ways, and it took them essentially all regular season to start to find their kind of counterpunch. But even still, as we saw in the second half of the Ravens game or for most of the Super Bowl, they didn't really have a consistent counterpunch. It kind of became Mahomes, please save us. Mahomes, go be a hero. And that's, he's done it. That's fine. That's always a card to play. But I think offensively, they just need Travis Kelsey by himself is no longer just like the thing. You can no longer say, nope, that's what's going to be out there. It's unstoppable. You need something else. And I think Rasheed Rice is on the right track to be a part of that, but they need something. So whether it's revamping the run game and that might require, you know, some kind of investment in a running back, whether it's a Travis Kelsey replacement or future replacement supplement so you can play at 12 personnel like the Eagles did a couple years ago with Ertz and Goddard together to where they're like actually weaponized and not just Noah Gray finding voices. They need another weapon to find a something on offense. And they don't have that. Yeah, I think that I think offensively is kind of the big focus that we have here for this offense. Yeah. I think it's probably going to be a big offensive focused uh, because they had the youngest defense in the National Football League and it was pretty damn good. Uh, but let's look at this next question from here from Arrow, the Mahomes enjoyer. He asked, is left tackle the biggest positional need for you next year? Also, how do you think Big Don played in the Super Bowl and could you see him returning, Matty? I don't know if it's the Biggest need because at the end of the day, you have Wanya Morris who can go step in there. If you get to week one and you don't have another left tackle, you can slap Morris out there and be like, hey, this offense can function. He is, we've seen it already. It's not going to completely blow up the offense, especially if that's the plan all offseason. That said, I didn't see enough from Wanya Morris to say this third round draft pick that only saw a little bit of time and quite frankly was a liability in a half the snaps that he played, you know, like roughly a half the snaps is the answer for sure. So yeah, I do think left tackle's a need. I think it's something they might heavily look at, you know, trying to approach in the draft. And even if Morris is that guy next year, them coming away from a young player in the draft or another veteran or whoever, adding another body to that room when you're not sure what Jawan Taylor's like um, future is going to be beyond next year. He'll be here next year. It's that third year where I think he'll stay, you know, but we'll have to see what the play looks like again. So yeah, I, I think offensive tackles higher up on the list than you would have hoped it would have been once Wandy and Moore started getting those snaps. I just don't know if he fully took that job yet. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that I wouldn't be shocked if the Chiefs take another tackle in the draft or uh, just in terms of, of depth and stuff like that. So uh, I think uh, to answer the back half of the question, I think Donovan Smith played well enough, right, at the Super Bowl. There were a couple of times where Nick Bosa got him. I mean, Juwan Taylor played really well, so they moved Nick Bosa over the top of Donovan Smith, which, look, Nick Bosa's an all-pro player. Very good. He got he got Donovan Smith a few times. And he Donovan Smith got got by Chase Young on that, I think it's specifically early, a two-hand swipe that Chase Young did, but that was a really good move uh, to get to Patrick. But when it mattered, I didn't necessarily notice when it came down the stretch, Donovan Smith all that much, Matty. Yeah, I, I, 
I didn't notice him a lot, but I did. What I did notice was Nick Bosa switching sides to go hunt that matchup because he yeah. wasn't having that much success. And the whole point is you don't want Mahomes getting escaping to the right side, right? So having Bosa stay on the right side is probably what you want because of how well he was getting deep, countering back inside to keep Mahomes in the pocket. Like Bosa was doing a good job in not letting Mahomes escape, even if he wasn't always directly getting pressure. But they wanted to get him going, so they started switching him sides to go hunt Donovan Smith because he wasn't getting a lot done. And they had a little success there, and they immediately, I mean, you can go back and watch, the Chiefs were chipping off that left side a lot. Yeah. I, Don had a fine game, especially for a veteran. He stepped in. He played great throughout the playoffs. Then he played his best ball down the stretch here, but I do think the Chiefs were giving a lot more help to the left side of their offensive line than they were the right side, as it should be if you look at the money being spent, right? That's the way it should be, but they were giving him a fair bit of help, so that's why I just I do think that's something they're probably going to look at addressing in the offseason going to be interesting. Uh, more roster building questions here. Uh, this one's from Trip Millsap. Who, if any, are on the roster the next, next season out of Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony, and McCole Hardman? Um, for me, it's not Kadarius Tony. <laughs> it's got to be. I. Uh, it would be. It would take a great turn of events for me to think that Kadarius Tony is going to be on this roster next year. I think maybe he makes the camp roster and it's like, hey, if you're healthy and you're clearly better than whoever wide receiver six is, you get to be on the team. But I don't yeah. I find it hard to see. I think Sky Moore will be. I think Sky Moore is gonna get a reduced role in the wide receiver rotate expectation of the rotation, even from the team. So camp will get here. He's no longer gonna be competing for wide receiver one or two roles. He's gonna be competing with Richie James's wide receiver role from this past year, right? So I'm not saying he's going to be a punt returner, just he's going to be like the secondary slot wide receiver, the second guy up to go play in the slot behind, you know, whoever else it's going to be. So I think Sky more sticks around. I'm not upset if they bring McCall Hardman back, but also we got to remember they let him walk last offseason and it wasn't for like it was a lot of money. So this team wasn't like, you know, certain they wanted to keep him. It wasn't until partway through the year they realized they had no speed. Kadarius Tony and Sky Moore weren't clicking that they went and got him. So I don't know. I, I don't know where he'll end up, but I think Sky Moore will for sure be around. I think so too. Uh, just because of like the contract deal, right? Like he's going to be cheap, and if he can like figure it out, I know that he had a little bit of a uh, of an injury towards the end of the year, so maybe he just needed that reset, right? Uh, I know there was a lot of pressure put on him early on in the season for him to be a number two wide receiver. Maybe that was put on him a little too soon, and maybe that he just needed that reset of like, okay, uh, you're hurt. You got to the injury. Let's sit it out. Let's shut it down. Let's restart. Let's get back to it. Like he maybe he just needed that that refresh right there. I'm gonna be interested to see um, what McCole Hartman's market is. I can't imagine that it's very large. I don't think so. It wasn't last year, and like I know he was coming off the injury last year, and like this time he made plays in the Super Bowl, multiple plays, great plays in the Super Bowl, right? But it's just. It doesn't seem like he is a guy that's going to have a huge market. Now, maybe he finds a team like the Jets were this past year that are willing to pay him a one-year deal more than the Chiefs are, and he goes for that money a little bit. But, I mean, I don't know. He might want to just be around, too. True. I mean, 100%. But uh, I think we're both in agreement on the Kadarius Tony. He's kind of uh, maybe overstayed his welcome. But kind of keeping it the same they in the same like wide receiver position. Craig is great ass. Uh, what type of wide receiver do the Chiefs need? <laughs> All. 
I mean, I don't know. I go back and forth, right? Like, I think the Chiefs, I think the Chiefs need two things out of their wide receiver. Rasheed Rice is a yak guy. He's explosive. He works in the middle of the field, and like theoretically, moving forward, you expect him to be your zone beater. He's shown enough at growth as the year went along to be a zone beating wide receiver and a yak guy. Like, so I think you feel okay about that. What you need is someone to stretch the field more reliably than MVS or McCole Hardman were. So somebody with actual speed that tracks the ball over his shoulder can catch it downfield. And two, and this is probably more important, they need someone that can just beat man coverage once in a while. Just somebody that they can that can, they can go line up out there and say, hey, not even saying this is Jalen Ramsey. This is Legereus Steed across from me. Let me go beat him five times and be Justin Jefferson. But someone that if they lined up against an average starting cornerback, you don't just assume that they are going to be completely covered the vast majority of the time like the Chiefs' current wide receivers have been. So yeah, a man-to-man separator, uh, beater and then just somebody that can get over the top and track the football down. I like your first answer better. All yeah. Uh, they need all. Um, yeah, I, I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna turn away anybody. <laughs> there was a, like skill set and wide receiver room, but I do agree with you in terms of just uh, all the wide receiver needs. But um, Maddie, let's uh, let's take a break real quick. Let's take a break and we'll come back. We got plenty more questions to talk about. Lots of roster building questions, a couple of parade questions coming up. Uh, but stick with us. We'll be back right after this. We appreciate you supporting KC Sports Network by listening to our podcast. You have helped us become the highest ranked Chiefs Podcast Network in 2022 and 2023. And don't forget about our daily Substack newsletter, the best written analysis you can find on the Chiefs straight to your inbox every day. KCSN.substack.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back into 21 questions here on KC Sports Network. We're running through the uh, KCSN Discord and the 21 questions channel, answering those questions there. If you want to be a part of it, Go to kcsn.substack.com, subscribe for $5 a month, $30 a year. You get exclusive content that you can't find anywhere else. Film breakdowns from this here, Matty Lane, uh, Craig Stout, Ken Swanson. Ever heard of those guys? Uh, you also get great analytics work from Joseph Hefner. Does great articles breaking down the numbers. So you get just a little bit of both sides on the KCSN Substack. Go check that out, and you obviously get access to the KCSN Discord. We're uh, we're hanging out there all the time. It's, I, I get in there a little bit more when the season gets done. Uh, we hang out there a little bit more, but lots of good questions. As uh, we are, we're kind of in like a little bit of a roster building mode, Matt. It seems like a lot of people in the KCSN Discord are in a, in some roster building off season. Let's talk go already. They're moving on. It, they're 
This is what happens when the Super Bowl's a regular. You don't, you don't linger on this. Like I, I feel like after that first Super Bowl down in Miami when the Chiefs first beat the 49ers, we probably like reveled in that for like two, three weeks, maybe a whole month. Just talked about the repercussions of that game, what it meant. Like, yeah, the combine comes up soon, so maybe you start to talk about the NFL combine, but it was still like all about the Super Bowl. And whereas now we're sitting here on a Tuesday. We're on yeah. a Tuesday. Tuesday morning, I asked for questions, and all these questions coming in from you guys is about moving forward and how to build this team. I mean, it, that's what Patrick Mahomes has got up there. He said, yeah, we're going to celebrate, and then it's on to the next. And like, I, I feel like fans are kind of also on that now. Like, They're just used to this, this success. Let's just move forward now. What's next? What's next? What's next? And like, it's sad. I think everyone appreciates it. Mm-hmm. It's like, sad that we don't appreciate it as much, but it's also so awesome at the same time. I got a question here from... Um... Let's see here. Oh, Rugby Fox. Yes, who's going to have the memorable parade moment this year? All else should know climbing the bus. Uh, Patrick Holmes did say they're going to enjoy it until Wednesday. That's what they have given myself to enjoy the Super Bowl win as well. When the parade's done, we close it up. We're going into the draft season. We're talking already about combine content here at KC Sports. We'll be out there at the combine. We got the we got the content house booked already. We're going to be out there uh, doing all kinds of content for you guys out there in Indianapolis. So very excited for that. We'll have that coming up shortly. Um, but what are your thoughts on the uh, memorable parade moments? People don't people don't talk about the Leo Chanel moment enough. I know that does get brought up, but like the feat of athleticism to jump up and gra- latch onto a double decker bus and then pull himself up is nuts. Was it Josh Williams or Jalen Watson that had to be wheeled around in a wheelchair because they got too dehydrated and drunk? That's a moment. <laughs> I okay. Here's the thing. I don't know who's gonna. McCall Hardman. McCall Hardman's going to have the moment at this Super Bowl parade that is going to stick with people. I think Travis Kelsey's going to be mildly tamer than he has. He's going to try to put on a, a speech, but I think he's going to be a little tamer. I think Mahomes is going to be a little tamer. They're going to be hammering their beers and stuff, but like they're, I just don't think they're going to be the crazy ones. Maybe we get an awesome offensive line moment, but I'm thinking McCall Hardman's my lead right now. It was Jalen Watson. I did uh, confirm that. I think it's going to be a guy who, like as you mentioned, I think McCole Hardman, uh, a guy who has won three Super Bowls, but, you know, McCole Hardman's future is a little bit uh, uncertain, right? It, it, he doesn't quite know if he's going to be back with the team where he's going to be next year. doesn't know if that's going to be his last game or what, you know? Uh, so I see a guy like that. I do think that Travis and Pat are going to keep it a little bit more... Uh, I, I don't up not necessarily uptight, but professional, maybe more buttoned up than they had in a couple years past. Uh, Travis is going to have a whole lot of eyes on him, obviously, uh, from the Swifties and all. But uh, I like that pick of McCool Harbin. Maybe so I can see a young guy on the defensive side of the ball getting 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 a little loose. Um, maybe it's Leo. Maybe Leo just does another crazy feat of athleticism, and he just shows us how much of a freak he is. Like. I think uh, Clyde has to go big. Does Clyde have to go pretty big because he missed last year's for a fashion? Does like Clyde have to make himself known? That's the real question. You know, that's probably a good one, actually, truthfully, because like this was the first Super Bowl he suited up in, right? Like he, he's a fun guy too. Like Clyde's fun. People enjoy him. Like his teammates enjoy him. Him and Jared McKinnon have a lot of fun joking around. So like, there's potential there. All time vibes running back. Like that's good. That's gonna that the vibes of that running back room incredibly high like i i don't care how much with pacheco (laughs) stone cold killer 24 7 100 business all the time and then you have jared mckinnon and clyde or 
just goofing around too. Like the one of my favorite clips from this season is uh, when he's like sitting next to Clyde on the bench. He's like, I'm gonna go hype Coach Reed up, and he goes up and he's like, Yeah, Coach Reed, yeah, Coach Reed, and he gets a five dub. Then they both like go crazy about it. Uh, but Jerry McKinnon, all time vibes guy. Listen, if he wanted to come back, that Mendeal wouldn't hate it. I know his body might hate it, but I wouldn't hate it because I think that that's a that is a locker room guy. That is a guy that they love to have around, and I don't think that would hurt if you want to have a uh, Super Bowl contender to have a guy who is there uh, for the vibes. But you know, you know me, Maddie. I'm a big vibes guy. I I I uh, I rate prospects on vibes. It's fair. Um, so. Let's get this one from uh, Craig is great here. He asks, um, thoughts on the Jawan Taylor signing after a full year now? Give me another year and we'll like decide because I think this this year was so awkward for him. I think there was confusion if he was going to go right or left. So all of a sudden we're like debating going into it. Not that this matters to his play, but we're debating his worth as a right tackle for that much money. Is he playing left or right? He gets put at right tackle and it starts out and like you don't know what you're going to get and then Chris Collins were sabotaging him from from the fir- you know first quarter of the first mm-hmm. game and I'm not saying that he didn't deserve a lot of the penalties he got I'm not saying it's no fault of his that he was lining up too far back that he wasn't fixing it that he was holding because he was now uncomfortable out of his stance but I do think you saw Taylor as the year went on it got better and more comfortable and I don't think he changed anything about his alignment or stance they just stopped calling it and but you could tell once he got more comfortable, he got better. And then yeah. the Chiefs got more comfortable trusting him again. See the Super Bowl where he was kind of one on one with Nick Bosa a lot because the help was going the other way. So I think he was getting better. I'm fully on board with giving it another year. I thought he was great in the Super Bowl. Let's give him one more year and not have the start that he had to go through and figure out what happens from there. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. Uh, this was a very, I think, awkward is a good way to put it. Uh, a very awkward year. It was a weird start. And he gets uh, just totally sabotaged. Blindsided, a side swipe from Chris Collinsworth. Uh, the le- it was very weird, but um, I- I- I'm I'm good with giving it another year. He played really well in the Super Bowl. And like, like the big game is what matters. And playing well in the Super Bowl is, is, is going to make that signing seem a lot better. Look, I mean, we talk about the Canarius Tony trade. Right, Matty, I know that you don't, that you might be on the side of like, yeah, maybe that's not worth it. But like, you did give us a really good Super Bowl moment. Uh, talk about the McCole Harmon trade, too. A midseason acquisition, scoring the game when he touched down. Was that trade maybe worth it? I don't know. But like, it gave us a good bit, uh, moment at the time. We won't really know, really, forever, I guess. Um, you, everyone could have their own opinion. I guess it doesn't make for good podcasting for me to be a fence sitter, but uh, that's what I'm going to do. Uh, I, Another question, man, Grayson just like unloads the clip when he comes into this KCSN Discord and just asks us a bunch of questions, but a bunch of good questions too, because I want to get Maddie's thoughts. Rank the Chiefs Super Bowl wins in a cheeseburger stale style. Okay. This is, I think this is easy for me. Um, The first one is going to be town topic. Because the first one's always going to stick with you. That's the one that we have at the top of the cheeseburger scale. For those that don't know, Town Topic is at the top. Not because we think it's the best, because Andy Andy Reid thinks it's the best. Mm -hmm. Then we go to the Westport Flea Market Burger. Then we come down and hit a Whataburger. And then at the very bottom is McDonald's. The Tampa Bay Super Bowl is McDonald's. (laughs) Let's be very clear. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, 
I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Super Bowl win last year as make, as uh, Whataburger. That's a Whataburger for me. And it's it's still good. You still enjoy it. You're never yeah. mad you went to Whataburger. It was still fun. But you're not going to remember that cheeseburger ever. You're never going to be just sitting there and just be hit with the thoughts and the feels of that cheeseburger. It doesn't mean I didn't enjoy it last year, but I said it on the lab earlier this week. I can already tell you this one, this win here. I mean, maybe it's the overtime. Maybe it's everything the team went through. Maybe it's all the redemption arcs all these players and coaches had to go through throughout the year. But this one's going to stick with me more. So this one's going to be the Westport flea market burger for me. And then that obviously left. Yeah, LIV is, is, the, is the top. That, that's my order. Lex, that broke the curse, right? Like that one was the... Yeah. That one was the first one. The first one was always... It's like, and it's going to stick with you forever. It's got to be put at the top. But maybe it's not the best, right? Like, you know, you, you, maybe it's not always the best, but it's the one you're going to remember the most. You always remember your first time. Patrick, well, we get rated by Patrick Palm's performances, too, because I think his uh, performance against the Eagles was probably the best one. Obviously, you take into consideration his ankle. He played pretty damn well in this one, though, too. <laughs> the Tampa Bay one might have been the best Mahomes performance. Okay, I said that, and King got mad at me about that. I don't. I mean, like, I don't think that's true because I think mentally what he did in the Philly Super Bowl and heck, even in this Super Bowl, I think puts it over the top. But like, I don't think it's out of the question to say like what he was dealing with in that game, especially once they fell behind. That like sure. that one is definitely not on the same level. Right. Yeah. But yeah, the 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 he's got three Super Bowl MVPs, Matty. Like what? Like he has three Super Bowls. Like that's three. Sorry, I just had a little bit of a... That's a lot. I had a moment there of just realizing that Patrick Mahomes has three Super Bowls. Um, so I got a Brett Veach of the cool way. Three. Um, now this one is from this one's from just DRK. Uh, he loves Spags. He said, well, Maddie ever picked the Bills again. Maddie has not stopped receiving heat. Now, granted, it is only from Grace and Jaspers on literally every one of our live shows. Uh, shout out Grayson, thank you for all the support and we really do appreciate everything that you do and asking us all these questions and everything that you do for us, we do appreciate you Grayson. But Maddie has not stopped getting eat or picking the Bills. Josh picked the Ravens. People don't people don't want to talk about that. Josh picked the Ravens uh, in the uh, the AFC Championship game. He hasn't really gotten any heat from that. Uh, Maddie. but will you ever pick the Bills again? Yeah, if they're playing like the better team leading up to the matchup, I will pick whoever the other team is. Now, the problem is, I just saw Patrick Mahomes win a Super Bowl playing with this team, so, like, how is there ever going to be a better team? I don't know. But, like, yeah, if I ever think the other team going into the game has has an advantage, I will pick them. Is it going to happen often? No. Picked against the Chiefs one time in two years. One time. I'll do I would, it if the time. I would do it in the regular season because the Bills will beat the Chiefs in the regular season, but will then lose to them in the playoffs because that seems That's to probably be true. Fun. Yeah, so like yeah, if we true. pick them, so Grayson, don't get upset if it's a regular season game, okay? I think you're going to only get upset. I think those are the stipulations. If we pick a regular season Chiefs loss, I think you cannot be upset about that. Mm. Is that fair? Do you think that's fair? Yeah, I think it's fair that the expectation is that Chiefs will never lose another playoff game, so we can't <laughs> ever have it on the potential as a potential outcome. Okay, fair. I mean, listen, Patrick Mahomes is 15-3. and three. Patrick Mahomes is 15-3 and a playoff game, Matty. I'm not saying I'm ever going to do it again. I don't know where we're going to go. We'll have to see how the teams are playing, right? It's just funny that that's like the, that the simply just, oh, no, we can't pick them against them in the playoffs because it's like, well, yeah, no, I mean, logic is sound, but also 
The Patriots win a decade without winning a Super Bowl. <laughs> the Chiefs will eventually lose the playoffs. Maybe. Don't you say that, Matty. That Maybe. Blasphemy. That's an insane stat, by the way, that Patrick Mahomes is 15-3 and three in the playoffs. What? He's lost in one playoff game in regulation, Doug. What? <laughs> one in regulation. It was an AFC championship game, right? No, it was a Super Bowl. Oh, it was a Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just hard. Just a Super Bowl. He lost in regulation. The the least he's done. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. This has almost turned into a Patrick Mahomes tangent podcast. Maybe you guys wanted that. Um, uh, but, Maddie, this question is for you. Trip Millsap, uh, who's your current favorite UFC fighter? Uh, and then he, uh, so, um, he asked me about my favorite. Ooh, uh, I'm going to say Alex Perea is my favorite right now because he's just so fun to watch. And I love the fact that I can't understand him speaking Portuguese on all of his <laughs> social media videos, but they all are still hilarious. I don't really know what's happening, but they still make me laugh. And he's really good. Um, I do love Volk as well. He is fighting. You know, Trent also asked, uh, does he win this weekend? Yep. I think so. I think he's taken this more seriously than he took his last fight camp. The last fight camp was all about the money, the money to take a fight uh, on a short notice. So, um, yeah, he, I, I, Volk's up there. He's probably number two for me. I think he wins this weekend, but Perea is my is my favorite fighter right now. Do you have a favorite UFC fighter? No, I don't have any UFC no. Okay, okay, okay. Hey, real quick, I don't know if the question come up. Who's your favorite WWE wrestler right now? Uh, Braun Breaker. Let's go. It's not our truth, but it's a good answer. Our truth is pretty easy. He's got a good storyline. Um, yeah, there's. I, I've got. I really do like Roman Reigns. I know he's like the heel right now, but like, I I like Roman Reigns a lot. Uh, the way that he he's awesome. Uh, Bobby Lashley had a really good fight on Monday against. Uh, oh, Big Bronson Reese, who it was. Uh, yep. Bobby Lashley still Jack for being fifty something. Um. Crazy what steroids will do, but uh, I, I I very much do enjoy watching the uh, sports entertainment there uh, that they put on at the WWE. Um, okay, Maddie, let's take a few more questions here. Yeah. Let's look ahead. Let's look. Let's look really far ahead because Kyle C asks, and I saw this on Twitter a few times too. Like literally the day after the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, people were already asking. The question that Kyle C is asking is here, who is coming to Arrowhead week one to play the Chiefs? We know the opponents already. Like it's it's easy to kind of lay it out. I believe Joel and we I We know them. Um, because we all know them, you should just tell the like one or two people listening that don't know them, because I definitely do. Yeah, you yeah, should yeah, tell yeah, the people yeah. listening that don't. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um it off the top of my head, I believe the Chiefs play the AFC North and the NFC South in terms of the conferences are playing. Um, so I'm definitely not pulling up an article here and reading out uh, that the Baltimore Ravens, the Cincinnati Bengals, they'll obviously play the the Broncos, the Raiders, the Chargers, and they'll also play the Texans, Saints, and Bucks at home. Like those are the home teams that they can open with. Ravens, Bengals, Broncos, Texans, Raiders, Chargers, Saints, Bucks. It'll be the Texans or the Ravens. Um, I don't think... The NFL loves to put the Chiefs Bengals like in late December just so the Chiefs yes. can show absolutely nothing and lose the game and then they yes. can rematch in the playoffs. Like that's just what they do. Yes. So I think it'll be the Ravens or the Texans. I, the Chiefs and the Texans have seemed to have a couple like season early season games throughout the past couple of years. Like that mm -hmm. one, I get the heat for it. I always like playoff rematches as the opener. Like now, 
I, is it fun to play the Ravens the first game of the year? Probably not. But I, I think the Ravens or the Texans would be my vote. I think so too. It's probably gonna be something dumb like the Saints. Nah, they're gonna put a they're gonna put a heater out there. Like they did the Chiefs, they did the Chiefs and the Lions because the Lions were the up and comer. So Chiefs Texans makes a lot of sense for the same thing. Like it's the up and coming team. Um, but I, I could see the Ravens also sneaking in there. Yeah, but are they gonna want to keep Ravens like the Bengals? Like are they weren't gonna want to keep that one for a later matchup. How many good teams did the Chiefs need to play in the last three weeks of December NFL? That's true. They do go on the road to face the Bills this year. Uh, they go on December. The, they have the Niners as well on the road. So um, so they'll have the Super Bowl rematch with the Niners. They'll have the Bills on the road. They play the Steelers on the road. Falcons, Panthers, Browns. Like None of those are really needle movers, I don't think, in terms of like late-season matchups. Besides like the Niners. I think the Niners will be a good one. Um, but yeah, their home schedule... Do they have an international game this year, Maddie? Did they? Did they get? I know they weren't deemed the home team for any international game, but I don't know if they have a Germany. Game. There's another Germany game. Uh, who is it against? Oh, I forget who it's against. I thought I saw who I saw who it was at some point in time. I forgot. I, I I don't know for sure. They might they might have a Germany game again. Um, I think it was an NFC. They will. Okay, so the Kansas City Star reported on um, May of 2023 that the Chiefs will play games in Germany in 2023 and 2024. Um, well, let's see who the home teams are. Look, this is we're, this is a live lookup on this on this podcast. Home teams, NFL international games, twenty twenty four. Um, okay. The Panthers. The Panthers. Oh, that's right. Because somebody was saying I won't get to go see the Chiefs and the Panthers play in Carolina because oh. the Panthers are playing in Munich. My Panthers. So the Panthers. The Panthers. I'm assuming will be hosting. The Chiefs. I just got paywalled on this site. Thanks, Boston. Thanks. I got my information from the operations.nfl.com for anybody that wants to support a website that's not going to paywall you. Or, you know, if you want to give the Boston Globe money, you know, you support good people. (laughs) Go go give the Boston Globe some money. I'm sure they need it. Um, Yeah. So the Panthers, that's an interesting one. That's not fun. I can't even go watch the Chiefs live right down the road now. Head to Munich, Germany. When do you think oh. that game will be? Do you think that game will be about the same time as like it yeah. was last year? So they can I have the, so. the later buy? I think so because they have the multiple London games, right? And like I don't yeah. think that you're going to do... I don't think that you'll put like the Germany game at the beginning of that. You're probably going to want to spread the London games out more. So I think you'll get like London, London, Germany, London in terms of like the schedule for international so that'll put him like in the week eight to ten range is my guess for a buy yeah so it does look i mean it this would this would mean that they're playing the panthers then right if the chiefs are scheduled to play a 2024 game they have if there's what yep as an away team yeah so it would have to be uh look at us connecting dots here um on this here podcast you didn't know you're gonna get some schedule talk on the tuesday after the super bowl uh, here, but you never know what you're going to get with uh, 21 questions, uh, Maddie. Here's a good question from uh, from Nick Deal. Do we think that the Joe Cole extension that Sheffield reported recently is a move to tie him up to be Spag's eventual successor? Um, uh, no. Do I think he got a title next to his name? Did he already have a title next to his name? I don't know. I assume he got a title though, and like, yeah, I think I think the talks would go like, hey, if Steve Spagnuolo gets a job next year or is in the running for a head coach job and leaves, 
you're the guy we want. That'd be my assumption. I have no idea that's my assumption, but I don't think this is like, I I don't think at the NFL level, positional coaches are going to be coordinators and waiting because if somebody else comes calling and offers them a job, you're not going to say, no, I don't want to be your defensive coordinator. I don't think so. I don't think that they could be like, nah, you're just here until Spags leaves, but it might be like, hey, you're who we want if he does get hired away, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I, it doesn't look like he had a title before this, so I'll be interested to see if they give him like uh, the old college way where it's like associate head coach or associate defensive coordinator uh, with in terms of defensive line coach as well. Uh, but no, it's, I'm glad they locked him down. I really do. There was a, there was a couple times there where he had some really big buzz with the Michigan job. He had some big buzz with another college job as well. But Maddie, you and I kind of had a conversation offline. I'm like, why would he want to go to the people? Coaches are actively leaving the college ranks because it's too much work. Why would Joe Cole want to go back, go to the college ranks uh, to have to recruit all the time? Like it doesn't seem like something that would be very enticing. So. Uh, keeping him locked up with Steve Spagnuolo, I think, is is great. Uh, I know that's probably a Captain Obvious type of answer, but like keeping him locked up in Kansas City, uh, love to see it. And a question kind of that leads into this uh, from Corey Peter: What's your favorite Chris Jones memory? Combine, <sighs> well, combine's up there. Combine's <laughs> <laughs> pretty darn good. Man, I don't know. I, okay. The combine and then Andy Reid falling into his lap on the field of the Super Bowl after yeah. Chris Jones started the year watching the team play from the stands. Like it's just sick, this whole dude. this whole last season is gonna be my memory, right? Like it stinks that it's gonna be some negative and some positive in it, but like I think that also it, it's like the perfect encapsulation, right? Like he's a just everything that how he has been as a player, how important he's been to this team and their Super Bowl runs, and he has such a big impact in the playoffs and in the Super Bowl and getting that third ring, but it also started on shaky ground to start the year because of the contract negotiations. He watched a game, he watched them lose from the stands. Like, winning the Super Bowl takes that away, but also, once you flip that switch and the talk now becomes entirely about numbers between the numbers people and his agents, that gets remembered, right? That's almost thing against, like, that's going to be the whole thing. His, his arc from Combine to sitting in the stands watching the Chiefs lose, to Andy Reid falling into his lap in celebration on the field after the Super Bowl. Just an insane. I I hope he changes representation. Like, I... I hope. he does For himself. I, yeah. Um, but, man, you, th- you think that some, like, big agent would be knocking at his door, right? Talking to him? Like, hey, uh, we could probably get you a little bit better of a deal than a one-year prove-it. Uh, when you've been an all pro, but you know, who knows? Maybe they can't. Maybe it's hard. Maybe it's hard to be an agent in the NFL. Uh, who knows? But all right, Maddie, let's do let's do a couple more questions here. Yeah. Uh, I I like this one from Lee eighty seven. He says, Tucker, how far do you think you could kick a field goal, and can this be an off season KCSN fundraising event somehow? Uh, I don't know if it's like a Tucker versus Butker type of deal. He that's what he suggests here. Uh, that I can't kick field goals. Very well. Um, can you outkick Gronk? Can we get Gronk and you to have a field goal off? I would feel more com- like comfortable about that, and I think that I think that my kicking connections could help me out in this. Uh, I have some connections to people who do kick footballs for uh, a living. Um, he doesn't anymore. Western Michigan. He was their field goal kicker actually the same year this, when Skymore was a senior. Um, I have a story about almost golfing with Skymore. 
Uh, that's a story for maybe another podcast. But um, a threesome that fell through, truthfully. Uh, but I do think it would be a fun fundraiser to do as like a KCSing combine is something that I've kind of wanted to do. Like we all know that like Maddie, you'd probably like why bust in a lot of the things, but, uh, it would just be fun to see Kent try to run a three cone. Um, he refuses anytime we were at a field, we were at a mock field outside of the star in Frisco, Texas. And I asked Kent directly, Hey, let's do it right here, right now. And he said, no. We can say whatever we want on this podcast, too, because we know he's not listening. So, I, I would say, I'll say it to his face. He he turned it down, and we were out of field. He did he did do that. He did turn it down. I can testify. That was just before I spilled my coffee in the security line. <laughs> um, not paid to spill your coffee in the security line. paid to spill my coffee. People forget that. Um, but, yeah, I think that it could be something cool uh, in terms of, like, content there, uh, for sure. Some I saw Nick Johnson suggest maybe Creed or Splaticle says Justin Reed or Butker left footed okay. uh, for me to do against. But um, yeah, I think very interesting. But on the Creed topic, I saw a question here from uh, Neil. He said, is Creed's job safe after a rough year of snapping the ball? He did not have a very good year of snaps. The snaps changed a little bit, Matty. Yeah, you've been on this, and I think our buddy Nate Tice has also been on this less publicly. Uh, I mean, Tucker, you might have said it on a podcast when we talked about it, and then like later on I found out that Nate Tice has been talking to Craig about it too. Yeah, it, it, He changed up his snap a little bit, and, and you notice it. Like He holds the ball differently. He now goes with a more like, a, it's called a watermelon. It's like a, it, it, it's essentially snapping the ball like more of a knuckleball rather than spinning it back to the QB. And I, I wonder if it's a Patrick Mahomes-like request because he's left-handed. The ball is going to obviously spin the opposite direction. Is it just something about that that Mahomes didn't like catching that ball and then getting it out, especially when you start to think about the Chiefs RPO game where a lot of it's catching it and quickly throwing it? You don't really have time to reset your hands. I'm not saying that's the case. I don't know. I, maybe it's just Creed was more comfortable snapping this way. Maybe he has a broken thumb all year and had to snap it this way. I don't know, but it changed and it wasn't good. So hopefully, you know, we, we've done some investigative reporting as of late. Tucker and I are breaking into that new this new uh, career path of investigative reporting. Maybe we can get on that, and that's something we can do. We do. We do need to. We're going to be on the case. We'll have to travel down to old Dallas and see if we can break into O-line masterminds and get spy-tap it, you know, a little bit. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We just get an invite. Maybe we just get an invite. We don't have a spy-tap it. Maybe we just get an invite. I don't know yet. That's true. We have had an invite for the past couple of years. <laughs> we don't have to do anything crazy. Um, okay. Is there any questions that we didn't get to, Maddie, that you want to get to? I think we've I think we've I think we're good for enough. I think I, I think, think this is perfect. I think this is what the people need after the Super Bowl. Like this is like a good cleanse. We talked about some Super Bowl stuff. We talked about some future stuff. We went off on little tangents. We let people in on, you know, our next endeavors as investigative reporters um, or journalists or investigators. Like I, I think we could did everything we need to do here. Thanks, Azu. We put a bow on it. All right, that's going to do it for us here at uh, 21 Questions. That's Matty Lane. I'm Tucker Franklin. Look, I'm wearing some of the uh, Sandlot Good stuff. We haven't really talked about it a whole lot since the drop, but like, this is the KC Laboratory shirt that I'm wearing, actually. Um, I got it. This is a hat that you can buy. Matty has the drink sweater. Koozie is trademarked. You could not say that. It's not Koozie brand. Really did not know this. Yeah, not, not koozie brand. It's a drink sweater is what that one is. I'm rocking the uh, dad hat uh, that we got here at Casey Sports Network. 
back also uh take a look at that got the twitter handle on the back focus up oh there we go twitter handle on the back oh coasters as well um but that's gonna do it for us make sure to go check out the link in the description if you want to get any of the casey lab merch the kcsn shirt we got more hat we got more kcsn shirts we got only wear games merch anything we can think of we've got it all at the uh merch out store uh at uh sandlotgoods.com go check it out check out the kcsn collection so uh, for Maddie Lane, I'm Tucker Franklin. We will catch you guys next time for another 21 questions. We'll see you.